Good morning. It's February 16th. It's a warm morning in New York with somebody's foul cigarette smoke creeping in through the open window. Of all the retrograde contrarian nonsense going on, there's something extra insulting about the effort to try to make cigarette smoking happen again. This is the Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. One person was killed and three were wounded last night in El Paso, Texas, in a shopping mall that shares a parking lot with the Walmart where 23 people were slaughtered before. Rather than a premeditated massacre, this one may have just been a good old American shootout in the food court. Two people have reportedly been arrested. Inside the Times, as follow-up to the Michigan State University killings, we have Michigan killings ignite a debate over university security. Because that's the problem. You see, our universities are places where people can freely come and go. Classes were canceled, the story says, as students and faculty tried to balance the freedom of campus life with the sudden reminder that in a country flooded with guns, securing college campuses from random attacks can be an especially vexing challenge. While elementary, middle, and high schools in the United States have been transformed in the last generation, with only moderate success, by metal detectors, new security systems, increased screening for visitors, and the installation of locks on classroom doors to block mass shooters, the same changes have not come to colleges and universities. Saying classroom door locks have had only moderate success seems pretty unnecessarily positive in the light of Uvalde. Although there it wasn't so much the locks as the idea of the locks. But we've re-engineered our schools to be prisons, and somehow... That hasn't made it any better, and now the question is how can we re-engineer our universities to also be more like prisons? What can you do? Liberty demands it. The Baltimore Banner yesterday had a spectacularly lurid update on the already gothic story of the 24-year-old from Baltimore County, Maryland, who allegedly ambushed the cops, shot two of them, stole a police car, went off on a high-speed chase, eluded capture for a couple of days, and has now been arrested and charged with many, many crimes. His estranged brother told the banner that his father, a registered sex offender and brother, had been mired in anger, bitterness, and a hatred of authority figures. The family's last name is Linthicum, as in the town of Linthicum, Maryland. The brother says they have a portrait of an ancestor who was a Confederate soldier hanging in the family home. The father was arrested for indecent exposure and then subsequently arrested and convicted on child pornography charges. According to the story, David Linthicum, the Accused shooter was charged with drug distribution after police who had come to the house to arrest his father for possessing child pornography discovered that he was growing and packaging marijuana. It goes on and on and on. The father discouraged the son from attending college, the brother says, in part because he believed his son would be brainwashed and become a liberal. Oh, and the family home, the site of the shootout with the cops, had previously been the site of a quadruple murder by a 15-year-old wiping out his entire family which enabled the Linthicum family to get a good deal on it when they bought it. A generation or two ago, there would be half a dozen senior writers from glossy magazines packed into the Acela, all chasing after the story, with dreams of national magazine awards dancing in their heads. Now, it's just one more thing. In other sleazy news about rich people, Representative Matt Gates, who grew up in the house from The Truman Show, avoided any sex trafficking charges in a case in which his buddy and or wingman, close associate, is how the Times puts it, Joel Greenberg, got an 11-year sentence for sex trafficking. As a result of his and Gates's interactions with young women, one of whom may have been a minor, in 2021, the New York Times reviewed receipts from mobile payment apps that revealed payments from Mr. Gates and Mr. Greenberg to one of the women, and a payment from Mr. Greenberg to a second woman. 
The women told their friends that the money was for sex with the two men, people familiar with the conversation said at the time. Is how the Times describes the backstory, and it reminds us that Gates's response was, I have a suspicion that someone is trying to recategorize my generosity to ex-girlfriends as something more untoward. And on the front of the Times, there's two stories in side-by-side columns. One is, it's hands off social security as costs grow, and U.S. is projecting a $19 trillion rise in debt by 2033. Causes are bipartisan. The baby boomers are retiring. They are ready to collect their benefits. So what's the plan not to give them to them? They still are going to need money. That's the news. Be safe. Be well. Don't smoke, especially outside my window. And we will talk again tomorrow.